Hello, everybody, everybody. Hello, and welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in on all the movies, TV, and the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And how is everybody doing today? And we have a third person here. Yes. Alexa, say hi. Hi. There we go. She's not much of a talker. She's not much of a talker, but uh, she's back. Uh, she still haven't got that full-time position, but she's part-time right now. Um, uh, but she has some new uh, knowledge for us that we'll be dropping little gems for you. And uh, we're actually right here. Alexa, ask shrewd quotes for a quote. Here's your Dwight shrewd quote. Jim couldn't land me in a thousand years. Would you like another quote? <laughs> yes. Here's another quote. Now that I own the building, I'm looking for new sources of revenue and a daycare center. Well, I guess it's not an evil idea. It's just a regular idea. But there's no good laugh for a regular idea. Would you like another one? No, that's all. Thank you. No. Here's your Dwight Schrute quote. Moses, sorry too. Look, he sent over a basket with eggs and some fat back bacon. And look, something he whittled. Would you like another quote? No. Goodbye. There we go. She gave us three. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, um, yeah, she's, you know what? I think she just got bumped down to, uh, she's, uh, what you call, interning with us. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to say your name because I know you're going to listen. But uh, <laughs> Miss A. Miss A. But um, if we are sounding a little different right now, it's because... Um, I left some equipment at my house, so, and it's like a 30-minute drive there and back, and I could not do that equipment, but we had to give you guys an episode today. It had to be done, and this this might be a short episode, but, yo, we're going to give you that content, just like we promised. We're going to give you that content. Okay. So, uh, today, let's, uh, let's start off with um, the review for the American Gods season finale. Yes. Now, Pat, you've been watching the show. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Should I watch it? Yes, you should definitely watch it. If not for uh, the story, just the visuals itself are amazing. Storytelling is is um, I, I can't even really put in words, but I can. It's pretty cool. It, it's pretty cool. Um, like I've been watching it episode to episode, not really week to week, week by week. I've been watching it. They finally just released the season finale. Um, and it came out on Sunday, which I thought the the show came out on Saturday, but it came out on Sunday, and it will like it makes you want to wait for season two because it's supposed to be. Let me give you a little synopsis of what I think the show is uh, pretty much about. Because if you, it's based off of a novel that came out uh, in the early two thousands, I believe it was, and. Yeah, it's supposed to be about American gods. It's supposed to be about this guy who uh, comes out of prison and he becomes like a bodyguard for for one of the old gods who is trying to take his rightful place as one of these new... Because there are these new gods that are around. One of them is called... Uh, what you call it? Uh, digital. Digital media. One of, one of them is called digital. The other one's called media. The other one is called like... Um, all the things that people praise nowadays, like fame or whatever, all of the other stuff. 
and they are on top. But all these old gods that we know about, like, um, you know, like, uh, let's say, Odin, um, shoot, I'm forgetting all the gods' names, but they have all these other people who are on these shows, on this show, and I'm not really doing this shit justice. You know what? You know, I'm realizing every time I try to describe this show to somebody, I'm like, I'm overwhelmed with so much information and stuff. I'm like, just watch it. (laughs) Just watch it. It is a dope ass show. But what, I mean, if you could summarize how you felt after watching the finale. After, oh, um, if I was to summarize it, I would have to say that uh, I felt complete. It was like one of those, like, it's not a season finale that is like, uh, it's going to leave you, oh man, I want to see what happens ne- uh, for next season. Like, I think it was like a season ago when Walking Dead, they gave us the whole somebody's getting bashed in the head kind of thing. And I was pissed off about that season finale just because it was like you gave us a cliffhanger. I'm not a fan of those cliffhangers. I'm not a fan of um, when they do it in... Like movies, let's say that you're watching um, what Star Wars uh, four, right? The way that it ended, it made you think that it was gonna be a, a part five, and it's like it just left you with like it's like somebody trying to finish a statement and they don't finish it. That's what that's what uh, usually what seasons do. But this one, it was like it just it finished it off with a button. It's like ah, this is satisfying. Even if they didn't have another season, I would still be satisfied with the season finale that they gave us. But I know there's going to be more kind of thing. And that's what it left me off with. I was really enjoying it. Uh, Some people told me that uh, it's a good show, but it's no Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones. So as far as I know, uh, Game of Thrones ain't ain't this. You know what I mean? (laughs) It ain't this. And on top of that, every episode starts off with... An American journey, meaning like someone's coming to America, a story with, um, it has story of like, uh, slaves when they came over here, has stories of when Vikings came over here, has story with, uh, a recurring character. You see her history and how she came over here from Ireland. She came over here twice, mind you, which was pretty freaking dope. She came over here twice like her ancestors did kind of thing. And um, it is a pretty cool-ass show. I think everybody should take a look, take a gander at it. Season one, if you uh, had to rate it out of four stars, what would you rate it? I would rate it 3.5. The reason I'm getting it 3.5 is because um, I'm hot on the heels of it. Like, I just finished watching uh, the season finale, like, uh, two hours ago. So, I'm hot on the heels of it, and I'm still like, yeah, this is a dope-ass show. But how would I feel like a month, two months, three months from now? I'm not sure. Because right, as of right now, I'm still uh, I'm on cloud nine. But the visual, visually, the way they shot it, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm not really sure about the technical, but I should be finding out about that kind of stuff. I will, and I'll give that uh, information to you on uh, the Facebook. Our Facebook is We Synced It. Um, Facebook dot com backslash we synced it or you can hit us up on um, Twitter we synced it on Twitter and I'll just drop down some uh, information about the cameras that they use and everything 
which uh, I believe it's got to be high. It got to be expensive. Hmm. Mad expensive. No, or they just know what they're doing. <laughs> All right. And that was a review for American Gods. Yep, yep. Uh, next up, uh, last episode we reviewed uh, Wonder Woman. Um, I wanted to go ahead and actually ask everyone what they felt about it. Or actually not what they felt about it, but what they felt was probably the best. You know, What did they think the best movie in the DC Extended Universe was? According to the poll that we posted on Twitter, uh, out of Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Batman vs. Superman, and Man of Steel, Wonder Woman actually took first place as the best film in the DCEU at 46%. Uh, Second place was Suicide Squad at 23%, Man of Steel, 16%, and Batman vs. Superman, 15%. What do you think? Do you think that was... Uh, no, did good, you, did you agree with those results? I did. I think Batman vs. Superman was probably like my least... I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think... Oh, wait. Uh, Batman v Superman or BVS is above Man of Steel. Is below Man of Steel. Okay, yeah. I agree with that. I still think that... Uh, yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect... Uh, Rundown, because even I voted for uh, Wonder Woman, even though I fight for uh, Suicide Squad. But actually, no. Now I think, now that I think about it, I think I would have preferred Batman versus Superman over Suicide Squad. You kidding me? <laughs> you kidding? Me. I really Remember how did we were not like Suicide about? Squad. Here's the thing with the uh, Batman v Superman. I think, yeah, this. I think what would director's well, cut, director's cut, Batman v Superman is way better than Suicide Squad. But I think where Wonder Woman went wrong, Batman v Superman went right. Okay, and where did it go wrong? There was no hand to hand combat, really. Okay. Batman v Superman, we had that one shot where uh, Batman's taking down all those guys, taking down all of those guys, and that one scene alone made. Everybody want to watch that movie. Did it not? Did it not? I wanted Wonder Woman to do some stuff like that, but she didn't. She didn't. And then, you you know, but... Uh, I really wanted that one scene. I wanted her to have, like, a scene like that. Maybe with Ares, the god of war. Who's supposed to be the god of war. I think we, we spoke about that last week. That never happened. There was no toe-to-toe. But I found out um, through through the internet... That uh, apparently Wonder Woman has a sister. Her name is uh, Nubian. She's a black. She's a black woman. Supposed to be a twin sister, and she has a kingdom and stuff like that. I would like to see both of them go toe to toe. You know, I, I I didn't notice that Wonder Woman's aunt is the the lady from the Princess Bride. She's the princess. Really? Yeah, that's her. From the movie Princess Bride? The yeah. Princess? The Prince. The you think they did that on purpose? Yeah, she's Robin Wright. Well, now people are making funny memes now that. Oh, don't do that. That, that Wonder Woman was really like the return of the princess from Princess Bride and she like trains a new princess or whatever. And like they're like coming up with like this fan fiction. Fan fiction? About it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what fan fiction? I have to admit, I like fan fiction. I like going to these fan fiction websites and reading their stories because some of their stories are pretty good. Yeah. Well, 
Wonder Woman did take first place. We well, hope uh, Warner Brothers and DC Films paying attention to these polls, paying attention to what people want to see. Um, but I think Pat is definitely right. I think the the style of Wonder Woman was great, but it needs more hand to hand combat. She needs to be like uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, she needs to be because as of right now, there's really nothing right now that shows me that she can uh, she can be up there to the caliber of like Batman kind of thing. Now I'm not saying that because he's a guy or whatever, but I'm saying that's because Batman is uh, he's a thinker. You know what I mean? He he thinks light on his feet. Meaning like if he's in combat with you, there's a chance that he might take you down just based off of. Uh, his knowledge of uh, all these different types of martial arts. Um, he's a detective and everything like that. It's like, what is she bringing to the table? After watching Wonder Woman, the only thing that she's bringing to the table is that, oh, she knows how to fight. It's like, okay. So does Superman knows how to fight. Uh, Batman knows how to fight. I need to, you know, I need to show that uh, she's good at chess. I need to know that she knows how to strategize and, you know, how how to break someone down. I want to see like her having a fight with someone and it may show that she's losing, but she's really like breaking the person down kind of like slowly kind of thing. Like, you know, she's, she's taking all these hits just for the long haul. Like you find out that the person, as soon as they try to step, they misstep and it's because, Oh yeah, she just cut off your leg. It might be a little drastic, but yeah, something like that. She did that with, um, uh, with doomsday. She cut off the dude's, uh, like, arm or something. But she was just doing that in combat. It was not like she wanted to do that just so somebody else, like, she can basically, like, build a combo by using someone else's skill and someone else, and, you know, and it just keeps on going around the circle. Like, I'm going to use Batman's skill for this. I'm going to use uh, Superman's skill for this kind of thing. It was just, like, it just happened. These are supposed to be superheroes. They're supposed to know, like, okay... Let me read this. I'm going to read the room. Boom. This is what's supposed to happen. I got it. I need her to be that person. I think if she's that person, she'll fit in. And, um, well, I mean, she's already leading. She's already what Superman is supposed to be in uh, the DC universe. Superman right now is basically, if they make him a villain, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he just stays a villain, I'll, I, I love the DC uh, EU because, uh, I can't see him as a good guy. I can't see this guy as a good guy. Because he hasn't done anything good. The more people die with him being Superman than uh, than any other person. Took down cities. Took down towns. So he took down like a... a what you call it? A, a freaking courtroom. Just by showing up. People don't like you, homie. Just don't show up, man. Just don't show up. All right, now, speaking of Wonder Woman mm. and these strong uh, female leads, for sure. uh, a couple episodes ago, we did uh, we played a little fun game called uh, One's Gotta Go, yep. where we did Han Solo versus um, Indiana Jones. We want to go ahead and do a round two, mm. and what we're going to do is Sarah Connor from the Terminator franchise versus Ripley from the Alien franchise. One's Gotta Go. I already know who I'm going for. Um, you want to go first? No, where are you going to go? Uh, I'm going to go with Sarah Connor from uh, Terminator. Like, she's got to go? She's got to leave. She's, she's got to she go? She has to leave. Like, if she, I hope she never existed. I prefer her than Ripley. 
Then I, okay, then I'm gonna have to go for Sarah Connor. Then Sarah Ripley's gotta go. Let's 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 do this. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let me. Well, the the just, reason is let me let me go with my reasoning. Okay. Uh, Ripley, believe it or not, has done a lot. You see that pun? But <laughs> has done a lot for uh, science fiction and for. Uh, Uplifting women uh, superheroes and stuff like that. She was Wonder Woman before Wonder Woman. No, because there was a Wonder Woman TV show and a comic book that ever came out. She was woman Wonder Woman on big screen before Wonder Woman was on big screen. She was uh, the epitome of a badass chick. That's why I believe that she needs to stay there. She she needs to stay rather than um, Sarah Connor, who was uh, first and foremost. She was a, she was a bad mom. Um, she she makes a horrible superhero. I mean, uh, female lead. Okay, um, wait, hold on. So you said she's. <laughs> what you a write bad down? Mom. She's a she's a bad mother. Okay. Because uh, she couldn't take care. Of, hey, she couldn't take care of her kid. Um, she um. What else is going on with her? Oh, she doesn't have any skills. She doesn't have no military background or okay. anything like that. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't have a military background. Um, she's only fighting robots. Robots. Sarah Connor, I mean, Ripley is fighting in space, and she's fighting uh, aliens. Not even aliens. She's fighting weapons, living weapon weapons that live inside your body, and then they just burst out of your chest. Um... She's been in roughly four movies, right? One movie, she actually had the alien in her, and she was still kicking ass while the alien was in her body. And then while uh, she she committed suicide, spoiler alert, the alien burst out, tried to leave. She held the alien down like, nah, you coming to die with me. That is the sign of a hero. She needs she needs stars in the sky, just like a constellation. After her, she move move over Hercules, put uh, a Ripley up there, kind of thing. Uh, what's another thing that's going on? Um, I'm just grasping at straws right now. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm grasping at straws. But uh, what else? What else is happening? Um, yeah, and on top of that, I mean, she's also fought Ghost. So let's give her that. Ghostbusters. She's fought ghosts. No, but there's, that's not Ripley. That's there's only Zool, the man. There's only Zool. That's how. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. All right. So, Ripley. so far, Ripley, according to you, has four points. Mm-hmm. Four points because Sarah Connor was a bad mom. Mm. Sarah Connor apparently has no skills, which I'm going to stump right now. No, no, but wait a minute. And another thing. Did she ever shoot at the uh, at the what you call it at the robots or at T one thousand? Sarah Connor's. I don't she never, did. She I had guns. Remember. She had guns. Ripley she, didn't use her guns. She had guns. Ripley didn't use any guns. Exactly. Actually, no. She didn't use her guns in part two. Exactly. She was killing all the eggs. Exactly. She only had one gun. She's a badass without any weapons because her body is a weapon. Ripley's body. Is a weapon. That's all I can say. She doesn't need. She doesn't need anything. 
So fights only robots, and then the last point, the fourth point, was that Sarah Connor has not been not enough movies. And on top of that, Ripley doesn't movies. fight robots. She utilizes robots. She gets inside robots and fights off aliens with said robot. And while she's fighting aliens, she has enough time to say puns like, get away from her, you dumb bitch. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she wanted to say. And I loved it. I loved it. Ripley, all the way. Okay, now my <laughs> turn. All right. So let's start off with what you said about Sarah Connor being a bad mom. Mm-hmm. First of all, she's the mom of the, um, how, how should I say this? The biggest freedom fighter of the human that race. Don't mean anything. Okay? That don't so mean. she did what she could to protect him from dying. Okay? It was her responsibility to keep him alive. It was also her responsibility to prevent uh, the War of the Machines. And she did what she could, and she did it. Part 2 ended with both the Liquid Man dying and the Terminator sacrificing himself. She had a lot to do with it. Um, and uh, thank you, Sarah Connor, for uh, saving us from the, the War mean, of the Robots. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. Number two, no skills? Really? No skills. You saw how she got out of that mental hospital on her own with no weapons, just a syringe with some Clorox uh, filled in it. And then, hello, when they go and get their guns, you're going to tell me she has no skills? She obviously knows weaponry. This lady handled uh, a shotgun. She handled a handgun. She, uh, She had a sniper rifle. Weapons that Ripley, I don't even think. In the movie Alien 2, someone had to actually show Ripley how to use a machine gun. And? A man had to show her how to use a machine gun. Sarah Connor knew how to use it on her own. And then number the third point you made was, uh, oh, she only fights robots. Yeah, robots that are responsible for the death of the human race. This This is a big deal. She fights the one thing that's going to wipe out the human race. So, so what, um, what's Ripley doing? She's not fighting so, anything that's Yes, wipe Ripley out is fighting one alien, but if. Aliens with an S. You know what? We should do another versus, uh, do the Liquid Man versus uh, an alien and see who wins the Liquid Guy. For sure. Because that acid blood's not going to do shit to him, he's liquid metal. Dude, it's gonna liquid. It's gonna liquid liquid. <laughs> you can't liquid liquid. He's already liquid. That's what I'm saying. So I think Sarah Connor's threat was a little worse than Ripley's threat because this was a thinking robot. This was a smart robot that could transform into anything. You see the let's, alien. Let's, let's you don't know who let's, he let's is. He could be anybody. This. Let's think about this now. So you saying that Sarah? Connor- no, wait, wait, and oh, really quick. Hmm. So Sarah Connor apparently was only in two movies, while Ellen Ripley was in four. Uh, four? Yeah. Movies. The movies were about her. But the last two hmm. were so horrible that the that. only ones that are worth it are the first two Alien movies, just like Terminator. Sarah Connor was in Terminator One and but Two, with, the best ones, and that's all that we needed. We're not going with. Uh, quality, we're going with quantity. 
We're going with quantity. Quality is always more important not, than not, quantity. Not, but always. not in this num- not in this game of numbers, man. We're going with numbers. And Ripley has been in like four four she's been in three movies more than Sarah Connor has. Sarah Connor died from what? What she died from? Cancer. Leukemia. Breast. Oh the breast? No, leukemia. Okay, yeah, let's give her that. <laughs> she died in that manner. She didn't even die heroically like Ripley did. On the battlefield, like she's not even gonna be served in the halls of Valhalla. Ripley will because she died on the battlefield doing what she does best, saving the world. My bad, not the world. Correction, saving the galaxy. The galaxy? Yeah, man, from aliens. From from aliens or weapons, man. Aliens are no longer aliens anymore. They're weapons. That's what they are. Man, that's exactly what happened. She saved the whole galaxy. Or plethora of galaxies. And on top of that, <clears throat> she, of co- okay, she had to be taught how to use a gun. Whoop-de-doo. But did she use it to its fullest capacity? Yes, she did. She killed aliens with that thing. She burnt some. She frigacied some. She burnt others. She, she, uh, Ripley is the shit. She can't go nowhere. If those aliens would have came back to Earth, mm. we would have wiped them out. We would have found some way to wipe it out. Wipe them out. But you saw what happened in the Terminator movies, dude. The robots took over. But wait a minute. Let's go back to this whole, I saw what happened. Aliens is based off of like time travel. So it doesn't matter what she would have done, time would have never changed, would it? Would it have? No, it wouldn't have. So Sarah Connor basically would just she was just riding bitch. I said she was just chilling, man. She wasn't doing anything. There was nothing that she did that would have changed the whole thing, the whole process. So she knew what the future was, but yet she still gave her kid away. Bad mom. She knew what was going to happen, but yet uh, she tried to train herself, and she ended up going to a crazy house. She don't know what the hell's going on, but she does know what's going on. Sarah Connor is ill in the in the illest way possible. I got nothing to say because this this argument doesn't make any sense to me of why Sarah Connor. Why you want her to stay? I know you're just doing that out of just, oh, let's have some fun. But come on now. Ripley versus Sarah Connor. If they were to go toe to toe, who do you think has a better chance of winning? But is it hand to hand combat or is it weapons? Because Ellen Ripley has that freaking giant yellow mecha thing, mecha suit. Each and she does have the, I will give you this, she does have the baddest line in the movie, which is the get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. Each one of them get to use the weapons that are utilized in their uh, respective movies. Even the villain as the weapon. Since since uh, your robot is also a weapon, and my alien is a weapon, they can use that as oh, a weapon as then well. Then Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor for sure. Dude, the liquid guy can like kill you from like a distance using his freaking knife arms. She could plant eggs all around Sarah Connor and then just let them things just hatch and just land on her face. KO. And that's <laughs> it. It's over. 
It's like, oh, thanks for coming out. The what you call it? Your your goodie bag is out the door. You're done. Boom. Now what about hand to hand combat? Hand-to-hand Sarah combat? Connor, man. For sure. Nah, Ripley. There was a movie that um, there was one of those alien movies that Ripley was kicking ass. Like she had like super oh, yeah. strength. Yeah, number. But that wasn't that wasn't Ripley. That was Ripley's. She was a clone oh. of Ripley because well, Ripley died in part three. So are we going that? Are we doing that kind That's of stuff? That's a clone, man. That's not the real thing. It's a clone. It's not the real thing. You can't do that. That's, <laughs> That's like if you were to make a clone of Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor has like super strength all of a sudden. Like it's not fair. That Ripley, that's not the real Ripley. That was a clone of Ripley. So we're going to the prison. Because her DNA in that movie, her DNA is spliced with the alien's DNA. That's why she has all these abilities. So that's not the real Ripley. I got to rewatch that movie. But So we're going with part three then. Part three Ripley, when she died, when the thing burst out of her chest. Yeah. She was fighting in that movie, right? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. And I actually just bought the collection, too, for oh. like 10 bucks. Oh, really? They had a Best Buy for all four movies for $10. That's not bad. DVD or Blu-ray? DVD. Yeah, still good. Well, I mean, if we, I think she fought in that one. Well, look, she did fight in part two. She had the mecha suit. She killed all the eggs. She had the flamethrower gun. She threw some grenades. She fought with the queen. I mm-hmm. will give you that. With the queen. Like the biggest. Like it was the size of a house. But I think hand-to-hand combat. Like just fists. I think Sarah Connor would whoop the shit out of her. No. Sarah well, Connor was what's built. What's the hype? What's Sarah the Connor hype? was built. Sarah Connor worked out. In part two, you see her working out in her bedroom. I never saw Ripley lift a weight. What's the hype? What's the what's her oh, hype? They don't know this. I can't get that information. What is what is what is uh? She don't got no height. All right, let's say that Sarah. Let's say that Ripley is about like six foot, and Sarah Connor is like five three. I think you know why I could be wrong, but I do think Sigourney Weaver is a lot taller. Is taller. Is a lot taller, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking but that she got muscle. Reach. Sarah Connor's got muscle. Nah, man, I don't think they. I don't think she got more muscles Dude. than. Bro, she looks built. Okay. Everybody can look built if you. What is she holding in her hand right there? Oh, that's a machine gun, sir. It's heavy. That's Dude. why she's. That's why she's so ripped right now. It's heavy for her. Yeah, because she deals with uh, real weapons, not these futuristic. Made you talking up. about laser? You that, talking that, about a laser cannon? What is that, dude? That looks so, like a gun from Halo. It's that a laser cannon, man. Let her. That's why I'm saying that she will win. Because Ripley, I mean, uh, Sarah Connor will be trying to hide behind, like, walls and stuff. She'll just be blasting through. Yeah, because she's shooting fictional weapons. Oh, that's what we're doing. Instead of, uh, <laughs> this is a, what do you call this? Uh, They're both the wearing tank tops. This is a M- M- M16. She's not even loading it right. <laughs> she's not even loading it right. You see? Well, you know what? We'll leave it all. We'll let's leave it to. We're uh, gonna do a Twitter poll. Yeah, to the Twitter poll. As far as I know, I seriously believe that uh, Ripley has to stay, and Sarah Connor could just pack her bags with her robots and just leave because uh, she's not worthy. She's not worthy of the throne. One's gotta go. All right. Uh, now on to the main topic of the night, which will actually be about movie tropes. Yep. All the obvious things, the most consistent flaws in movies and TV that we hate, or that we love to hate. 
can't really stop it. It happens all the time. Uh, one uh, one movie trope that we recently witnessed in a movie that we really can't stand. I think it, it happened in the movie Life, and I think Pat, you saw it in the movie Alien Covenant. Yeah. Where smart characters like scientists and doctors are the ones responsible for doing the dumbest things in yeah. the plot. Let's start off with that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, in life, I mean, the whole movie was it was a bunch of like just dumb scientists doing dumb shit. Um, I, I guess they tried to to defer the science or something like that, and you find out. They, they try to make it seem like, oh, he's doing it for, like, personal thing because this one scientist has a uh, problem with his uh, his legs. Like, he is, uh, what, he's wheelchair-bound. And um, he finds this new, this new alien from Mars, and he finds out that it's able to grow muscles and everything just by in the span of, like, two weeks. And he said, oh, maybe we could take DNA from this thing. So we can use it in humans, and then we'll be finally able to, like, I could be able to walk and stuff. But still, to me, it just seemed like the smartest person in that whole crew was um, Ryan Reynolds' character. And, spoiler alert, they killed him off early. Cause but he died because of something stupid. Yeah, he died because of something. Was it stupid? He tried to save the guy? But he was using a flamethrower inside of a spaceship like that's like the one thing that i'm pretty sure astronauts are like no you idiot you don't yeah, use a flamethrower in, in like you're killing yeah, it it was dude like, you're breathing all that monoxide all that like that was just it was dumb. it was like a whole bunch of dumb stuff and they found out that the the alien was uh being it was becoming more smarter and everything and to to me it just seemed like the movie that that took an hour and 30 minutes could have been done in like 15 minutes as soon as that thing would attack because what happened is that the thing attacked this guy's hand broke his his fingers and then it ended up getting out the cabin at uh, the cabin as soon as it would have got out the cabin i'd be like yo that dude is done um not only that the beginning of the plot you had the scientist they you know they discovered this new species from outer space he decides to like start touching it yeah dude like becoming friends you don't even have to watch you could be someone who lived under a rock for centuries and has never seen a movie you know not to do something like that you're not going to touch it start poking yeah a a brand new species you have no idea if it has any infections if it can cause it was just a whole bunch of the movie was just like a whole bunch of come on man just just wrapped up in an hour and 30 what about alien covenant oh that movie um that whole movie with the whole uh, the trope of scientists or smart people doing dumb things is just because um, in the beginning of the movie it started off fresh. It started off pretty cool. You see, like uh, the robot, I forgot his name. I think his name was Ben or whatever. I'm not. I'm bad with names, but you see him just floating around. Then they hit like a, I guess like a solar breeze or some shit. I don't know what happens in space. Never been there, but uh, they hit a solar breeze. Then their solar tents end up solar sails end up uh, getting fucked up and some of their pods their um their sleeping pods end up uh opening but it was just the crews the crew members on that open they opened and uh they were waking up from uh, this deep sleep that they were in once they uh, they were getting out and everything shit goes away and then 
they're all up, but they, they're too scared to go back into uh, hypersleep because when they log, they end up losing like a couple of people. Like their crew, they end up, uh, their cargo, they end up losing some people who are in the cargo and they end up using, losing their captain. So now the second person, uh, the second captain, not sure how ranking goes, but the second captain ends up uh, being in charge. And, you know, they, they subtly give you like hints on what's going to happen because uh, his wife says to him, you know why you weren't able to be captain of this uh, this voyage? It's because your religion. I'm like, oh, snap. So he finds this planet that is off, that is off in the distance. That is play. They're playing this music. They're playing this um, uh, like some country music or whatever. And he's like, why is this, this planet not on our radar? And why are we going to this planet, this other planet that's 17 years away? Well, we have a perfectly suitable planet that is like, I think it was like a week away from from there. And they said, well, let's just go to this planet that's a week away that, that's perfectly suited for what what our needs are rather than going to the planet that's like seven years away or 12 years away that scientists on Earth have tested for decades. They, you know, they basically tested out that planet that they're headed to for decades, seeing like the climate is good, the animals, everything is good over there. They tested it out for like 10, 20 years. And they said, yeah, this is a suitable planet for us to go to. They tested it out and they said, no, nah, let's just go to this planet, which is like a, like a, oh, like out of the blue, like, oh, let's just pop over here and just check it out. They end up going over there. And I'm like, to me, scientists would never do, would never do anything like that. I've, Cause I, you know, I don't, I don't plan. I'm not the the smartest guy in the world, but I know that if I have a plan on going somewhere, that I planned out already, I'm not gonna be like, oh, let's be spontaneous and let's just let's just go down this street. Cause I've seen movies and I understand what happens when you go down streets that um that what you call it that that uh you think it's gonna be a shortcut. Cause uh, I'm a minority in America and I know if you go down streets in America. There's a chance that you might just run into a KKK rally, and I'm not the type of person who they want to see. You know what I mean? So this guy ends up going over there with his crew, and trouble ensues. And now we have Alien Covenant, a movie that everybody is not really fond of. But I think if you take a, another look at that movie, you might figure out that it's not that bad of a movie. Even though it does have his, like, oh my gosh, I, f I fucking hate that part. But, you know, it's... It is what it is kind of shit. I really would have thought that the movie was going to be like, oh, well, we lost this crew for some reason. Let's just go check out and see what the hell's happened and where did they go kind of thing. That's what I thought it was going to be. That's not what it was. <laughs> that is not what it was. But um, yeah. How about uh, when another trope is mm -hmm. like in Kill Bill or in a lot of comic book movies, mm -hmm. Where you have one character fighting a large group of people mm -hmm. and they they wait their turn. What do you mean? So like you got oh, Uma Thurman about... slicing and dicing, <laughs> and there's like a room of like a hundred guys, and the other guys are just waiting there, like waiting for their well, turn. Well, you don't want to you don't want to slice there. up your friends. You don't want to slice up your friends, man. You don't want to just oh, every, it it's because if everybody was to attack at the same time, there's a chance that you may hit you may miss her. 
but you might get the guy who's behind her kind of thing. Like, if you just, yeah, she move out the way, boom, you stab the other guy by mistake. That happens. That's a trope that happens. And on top of that, it's always cool to just see, like, a group of people fight one guy. They used to do that in Chuck, Nor- Chuck Norris's movies all the time. SNL made a joke about that. Uh, it was with, um, damn, what's that dude's name? Farley? What's that guy's name? Chris Farley? Chris Farley. He was in the karate outfit. He was in the ninja outfit. And um, they were, what you call it? They showed, like, clips of Chuck Norris, like, kicking people's asses. <laughs> and then you just see, like, a clip of uh, Chris Farley backing out. Was on the said, what's going on? Is this, the problem is, is that we're jumping in there one at a time. We got to all jump in there together so we could beat them up kind of thing. He said, all right, let's do that. So they show another clip of Chuck Norris just whooping his ass, like, beating everybody's ass. And they see him jump back out and say, what happened? What happened to you, man? Why didn't you jump in there? When I jumped in this, I tried, but you were already doing your thing. So I would And, yo, oh, my gosh. It's funny, man. Because it's, I mean, it's true. I mean, they do that. Well, they don't do that in, like, um, uh, what you call it in Asian movies, do they? Yeah, they do that in all movies. All movies do it because I guess it just it just makes the it builds upon the person just being a badass kind of thing. But it's a trope that I don't like. Yeah. Well, they don't do that when they fight in the Hulk, though. You see a whole bunch of people on the on the Hulk. Yeah. They climbing on his back and everything. That's true. When it whenever it's a character that's CGI, yeah. they don't do that. They don't. Because everyone could just jump on the yeah. character. No one's really getting hurt. It's mm-hmm. all fake. Um, another trope. Uh, the killer dies the slowest. Oh, yeah. The victims or the good guys, the heroes, they'll die in a heartbeat. And then they always say the, like, the, the dumbest line like right before they die. Like, <laughs> you know, you I'll always be there in your you heart. You just reminded me of, um, I've been playing uh, Friday 13 Heavy heavy and uh, I've been playing with uh, we have a friend named Roberto and we were we over here running around like as a counselor and this shit <coughs> and we were over here running around like ah cause there's a way that you can kill Jason inside the actual game but there's a lot that you have to do like you have to get Jason's mother's sweater you have to go get you have to oh go to his cabin God. get his sweater you have to have and you have to be a woman character to go get his sweater so you can put it on you have to have a blade. You have to take off his mask. You have to uh, you have to have the person with the sweater walk over to Jason and then try to like seduce him. Like, hey, Jason, don't you know the shit that his mom says? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> that was our game plan going into that session, right? Shit went off the rails as soon as we started because one person died and we're like, oh man! And I, I remember I was on the second story of the roof uh, of the. Of the cabin of the lodge, and I jumped out of the window of the second story building, <laughs> and it just made me laugh so hard because I'm like, I didn't think that my character could do it, but she jumped out the second story window and then she was just limping. And then Jason just came up and he just killed me. But that was only you know, I'll post it up, man. But <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, man, this killer is always the slowest one to die. In every movie, and on top of that, he doesn't die from the first death or from the first stabbing or anything. If whenever there's a point where, like in Michael Myers, the first one, and uh, that's Halloween, the first one, where um, not about to say Sigourney Weaver, <laughs> when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis, 
stabs him, and he's on the bed. She's and she decides to take her breath. We all know he's not dead, because I mean the shot shows you that he's not dead. Because it was like there's an empty frame right here. Yeah, all that negative space. You yeah, know something's gonna fill like up. there's something's gonna fill. As a filmmaker, I love the shot. But as a person who watches the movie, it's like, come on, son. It's so obvious. It's like, it's like, yo, you know he's not dead. All you did was, I think what she did, she just she just stabbed him in the eye with a coat hanger, right? Yeah. And hit him over the head. And then she's sitting in that same room trying to catch her breath like, nah, man. Get out. <laughs> you get out of there, man. Like, like, that was your chance to get a 20-second head start, and you wasted it sitting there. Just yeah. <laughs> that, that was, like, the perfect time to, like, get out of there. It just... It always gets me when people just decide to like, oh, I'm just going to relax and have a smoke. I'm just going to chill and stuff like that. It's like, nah, there's no chilling time. And then you gotta get after that, the doctor gets there, shoots him like five times. Mm-hmm. He falls out the window. Yeah. And when they look out the window, he's not there. But they did take enough time. They, they, they strolled to the window. They didn't like run to the window. They strolled. They took like a little like a, a hiccup step to get to the window. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that, you know, well, what's that in Zombie Land? What's that? A uh, two to the head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you gotta do for all these serial killers and stuff like that. Like, yo, he got too many bodies. Let me just give him two to the head. No, it's two to the body, one to the head. I think. But then in the next uh-huh. movie, after those shots, the stabbing in the eye, mm-hmm. and falling out the window, mm-hmm. he's still alive. He chases Jamie Lee Curtis into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Someone shoots him in the eye, like because he's actually bleeds out of the eye in the yeah. movie. Yeah, he gets burned alive, still doesn't die. Yeah, I mean he and there's some there's some other guy who follows him too. Like any other character, if they got shot in the eye, that's it, they're done. Wait a minute, did they ever bring up that other character? There was another character too, like who remember when he got like put in jail or something? Jason Michael Myers got put in jail. And then there was a dude who's wearing like a hat with a trench coat. Oh, that that I'm gonna when it when it's October mm. and we get into Scarefest Part Two, I'm gonna get into that. Because I was that's know a, there was a controversy behind that character. Who was that guy? <laughs> they never they never developed it. Really? Yeah, they fired those writers, so like that never like took place. They they introduced him in one movie mm-hmm. to continue the story in the next film. They literally threw the story away. And it was a waste of time. So when you watch the next movie after that one, it never gets mentioned. You have no idea who that was. Dude, actually, we should do a whole episode about those two movies, about how much of a fuck-up those two movies were. It was that what you're talking about happened in part five. Yeah. And then in part six, it was like it never happened. (laughs) So how do you get out to, to, to be in part six? Nora, but he never gets put in jail, though. Oh, he at never the, gets Nora, put in jail. at the end of part five, how does he die? Or how does he not die? They end up taking him to jail, right? No. At the end of part five, um, I think he gets shot a whole bunch of times or something. Yeah. I do remember a scene of him being surrounded by, like, cop cars and him just getting shot. But every time I think that of that one four. scene, every time I think of that scene, I always think of RoboCop. When he got shot up <laughs> in part one by all those cops, and I'm like, man. <laughs> so how did he? So he didn't die. He just got away in part five. Because the here's the thing about the Halloween movies. 
Well, the, they all start to seem like you're just watching the same one over and over again yeah. because they always end with him just disappearing. And then I'm like, I don't know what part, what Halloween I'm watching. Well, apparently, like, in, I think he goes, like, into, like, a deep sleep or a coma or something. And then he wakes up on Halloween. That's why all the movies take place on Halloween night. So he just sleeps. Uh, he goes in hibernation throughout the whole year. Yeah. 364 days out of the year he's sleeping, healing himself up. And then he gets up on Halloween. Yeah. I don't know how he turns out to be so strong if he's not doing anything for 364 (laughs) days. We should do a short of just him getting up and then him not able to walk or something. (laughs) He's just bedridden because he's been slaying so long, getting his legs back. Oh, wouldn't that be funny if we just show him, like, his prep for Halloween? (laughs) Him, like, stabbing, like, dolls and stuff. (laughs) Oh, that would be a cool short. Who would win out of Jason versus Michael Myers? Let's do that for the next one. Yeah. Because I want to know. Or should we say that for October? Yeah, let's say that for October. But I think that's the episode. Yeah. Even though it was a short one, everybody, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Because uh, I know it sounds kind of weird, but uh, we had come in loud and clear. I have been Pat. And this was Kev. And y'all take it easy. See you next week.